Seder Snippets is sponsored by Dr. Robert and Judy Brookstein in memory of her mother, my wife's grandmother, Edith Goldsmith, Esther Bas Yaakov. We're learning Az Yashir, and we're up to the Pasuk, Nashafta Veruchacha Kisamu Yam, Tzaluka Oferes Bemayim Adirim. You made your wind blow, and Kisamu Yam, the sea covered them. The Egyptians who drowned inside were covered and blanketed by the sea. Tzaluka Oferes, they sank like lead. Bodies naturally could float, but instead, God performed a miracle. The water had wisdom, and it drew the Egyptians down to the bottom. They sunk like lead. Now the simple understanding, where do you punctuate? How do you read this Pasuk in Az Yasha? It's a practical question. Each and every day we read it. We're supposed to read it Simcha. We're supposed to not only read it, we're supposed to live it. So how does one punctuate this Pasuk? So the Targum understands, the Targum Unklas on the Shira, punctuates it, they sank like lead, bimayim adirim, in water that was mighty, water that was majestic. And this understanding would be similar to what we say in our Friday night davening, in Tehillim Tzadi Gimel, mikolos mayim rabim adirim, more than the roars of mighty water, mikolos, more, louder than mayim rabim adirim, than the roars of mighty water. So the first understanding is that they sank in the bottom of the sea, Bemayim adirim in very stormy, in mighty and majestic waters. However, there's an alternative understanding. The Prima Godim says, if you look at the trap, if you look at the way it uh, it falls out, that's not the correct reading. It should be You blew and the sea covered them. bemayim, they sank to the bottom of the water like lead. Adirim, who sank to the bottom? The mighty, the Egyptians. Adirim is not describing the water, but Adirim is describing the Egyptians who sank to the bottom. And in fact, the Gemara Menachos supports this understanding. The Gemara Menachos on Daf Nun Gimel tells us, Yavo Adir, the Yiparame Adirim. Let the Adir, HaKadosh Baruch let the Almighty, the mighty come and pay back and collect from the Adirim who are the Mitzrim, the Egyptians. So two ways to understand this Pasuk, two ways to punctuate. Bimayim adirim, which is the preference of the Targum, that the might is describing the waters. Or if you look at the trap, Bimayim, if you look at the way the cantillation works out, it ends at Bimayim, and adirim stands alone, mighty, describing the Egyptians who were the one who sank to the bottom of the sea. The next pasuk, Michamocha bo'elim Hashem, Michamocha nedar kodesh. It's one of the most beautiful psukim of Az Yashir, and there's so many lessons to draw. Each and every day we encounter it in our davening. It should inspire us in the day that we're about to lead. Micha mocha, who is like you, Bo'ilim, among the celestials, Hashem? Micha mocha, who's like you? Nedar Bakodesh, who is like you, mighty and strong, great in your holiness, Norasilos Osefela. You are so awesome in your splendor that you are wondrous. You're working wonders. How do we understand what's going on here? So first of all, let's start with the end of the Pasuk and then we'll come back to the beginning. Norasihilos, you're so great. You're such splendor, O Sefela, you create wonders in the world. Rashi says, we're terrified to assess Hashem's greatness because whatever we say will be inadequate. You could never truly capture the essence of Hashem. In fact, the Ramam talks about, we can't describe what Hashem is, we can only say what He's not. He's not bound by time, He's not bound by space, He's not limited, He's not finite. What He is, we have no reference point for. What He is, we have no experience with. So we can only talk about Hashem as what He's not, not what He is. Norasihilos, Osefiathela. Awesome in splendor, Norasihilos. Too awesome for praise. We're limited in our ability to praise. Rashi says we're terrified to even try. The Ramban understands differently. And the Ramban says, Nora Sihilos. 
You're awesome because of praises. Hashem protects His servants and He gives punishments and His awesomeness becomes known when He's praised for it. The way that we're marbek for Shemayim, we bring others to see and to love, to be drawn to and to trust and rely on Hashem is when we praise Him, when we describe Him, when we celebrate Him. So His awesomeness, His presence, His, pal- his awesomeness is palatable in this world, palpable in this world rather, when we praise Him, when we sing our praises of Him. The Gemara in Brachos on Daf Lamed Bey says that a person should first praise Hashem and only then daven. We organize our shevach, we organize our praise, and then we daven. By the way, the um, Sefer Sha'arim B'tfilo, Rav Pincus points out, this is not a strategy. It's not that we're first praising God before we ask Him for things because we're trying to put Him in a position He'll say yes. We want to make Him, God, did we tell you how good you look today? How handsome you are? How amazing you are? Oh, by the way, could you give me Parnasa and good health? No, that's not the strategy. The reason we first praise Him and then we dive into Him is because we, before we turn to Him asking what we need of Him, we should understand who He is and how categorically different than, than we He is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that we rely on, that we are fully dependent on Him. Prior to making requests of Hashem, we have to glorify Him. Where do we learn this from? The Rav Rabbi Salavechik says, we learn this from Moshe. In Dvarim, Paragimel, Pasuk Chavdalad, that Moshe first praised Hashem before he asked him to be allowed to enter Eretz Yisrael. And here we have a paradox. Lowly man, we who are finite and mortal, are trying to praise the infinite, perfect God. Any possible description, any words we're employing from our vocabulary are by definition inadequate. They fall short. In the beginning of our Amidah, of our Shemona Esrei, we limit our praise and we use a very specific, very succinct formula and we describe Hashem as great, mighty, and awesome. Why? Because those are the words that Moshe used in Devarim Perak Yud, Pasuk Yud Zayin. We are afraid, as Rashi said, we're terrified because we can't possibly adequately uh, capture or describe Hashem. So we don't try on our own. We simply use the words of those who came before. Without historical precedent, we would have been unable to engage. We would lack a license to even try to begin to describe. No rasa hilos. He's too awesome for praise. He's too awesome. The Gemara Miguel Dafir Ches says, adding more adjectives to this description in the Amida is an act of singular arrogance. It is the height of arrogance to try to expand on the Shevach pre- section of our Amidah. We're limited by what we have. We're emulating what came before because Nora Silos, because of this Pasuk and Az Yashir, because we are afraid to try to expand too much. The Ramban says he's great because of his praises and we'll continue with understanding not only the end, but going back to Micha Mocha, Hashem's greatness. And to whom are we trying to compare? What can we learn ourselves about trying to strive for greatness in our own lives?